0: Well, thank you for being with us tonight. Um, We are excited about all the wonderful things that God is doing. And for him being a wonderful being, he is an awesome God. But I love this. He's an awesome father. He's an awesome friend. And so um, we love him tonight. We love you, Jesus. We honor you. We welcome you, precious Holy Spirit, for your ministry tonight. I ask, Lord, that you're the teacher. Um, that you use these lips of clay god to um, speak life lord to speak your word lord and i say let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable uh, in your sight lord my strength and my redeemer and so for those that are just open to say i am open to receive of you tonight lord i am open to drink of your wells tonight I am open to eating of your bread tonight as we break bread tonight, as we break open his word. Amen. Well, glory to God. You know, we thank God for um, uh, just all that has been taking place. I pray that you've been um, having a chance to really meditate on the things that have been ministered over this past month as we've just been dealing with the soul And I've just been really dealing specifically with the soul. I know there were some moments where we dealt with, you know, the mind, it's all included the mind, will, and emotions, making sure that we are led forth in peace. Come on, that we are sober, that we are governing our mind and, just all these different things that we're preparing for what's ahead and and we're being sober minded and just so many other different aspects that our soul is being restored so many of the different things that are taking place in in our soul if you are open so i encourage you uh make yourself available to be with us to receive on sundays and wednesdays in particular if you are connected to this ministry if you are connected somebody say connected if you are connected to this house then you want to receive what god has given us as a body amen so tonight you may have seen it um, in the title uh, but we're going to be talking about operating in the laws of a disciplined soul operating in the laws of a disciplined soul and so I had this thought immediately after service on this past Sunday and I just heard this phrase before I was even getting to the doors uh, of where we currently meet at to exit, uh, to just begin, <laughs> you know, uh, loading up our, our, or our, our helping to load up our equipment, I just heard the phrase disciplined soul and so uh, it was something that just became a, a point of just meditation and And beginning to pray some things out and hear uh, what I believe to be God's heart on the matter. And so I began to understand more what the Lord was saying to me. And it's this, it takes discipline to stay dialed in to the right frequency. Okay, so uh, if you heard the message from this past Sunday, uh, you know, there were some things that were discussed. And so it'll be a few parallels, but we're going to kind of springboard to... Uh, a, a different vein uh, with that word tonight, and so I want to desire. It's my desire to really just take my time and just, you know, teach slash train. Because uh, when we're talking about operating in laws, uh, that it's something that you don't just fly by, but it's something that, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, that there's some impartation in this teaching as well. So let's go back from this past Sunday, just as a natural example. You know, I shared some insights about my experiences as an on-air personality uh, at a radio station. I had my own show on Sunday mornings and, you know, God bless. It was, you know, pretty, uh, you know, successful for the time period while I was there doing it, uh, you know, on Sundays, but I definitely enjoyed that time. Uh, But for me, I was like, hey, you know what, I know this is like a level of ministry, but I can't keep working on Sundays uh, because my show was from like uh, 6 to 12. And so I was getting to church like late and I was like, I can't keep I can't keep this commitment because Sundays were just so valuable to me uh, to be able to be there and be a part. And so, you know, eventually I kind of just had not kind of, but I had to stop and just continue on in some other things. But it was a blessing and a great learning experience while I was there. But I had to be in the house. Amen. Somebody say be in the house as much as you can be in the house. Okay. so I talked about that. So naturally speaking, once you dial into a certain station, remember, and I want to use this from the perspective of driving in a car, because that's most often times when we listen to the radio. Now, most people don't listen to it at home. Or in any other fashion so most times if we do listen to the radio it's in the car so coming from that perspective so naturally speaking once you dial into a certain station your vehicle your audio system some of you that are a little more technically savvy and a little more into that 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 realm you might already know this but some people might not be as observant but I want to share some things with you your vehicle audio system has an option when you want to listen to a particular station on a consistent basis, okay? And so it offers something, and this is on the radio side, it offers something called a preset. Somebody say preset. Yeah, that's P-R-E-S-E-T. It offers a preset where you can program a radio station into a certain channel. So if you click on radio, especially for those that have digital, you know, with buttons now and all that kind of stuff, you know, with the touchscreens and all that, as soon as you get a vehicle, um, especially if it's brand new, Um, it'll say one, two, three, four, five, six. Normally it's, you know, between five and six on that one page. And of course it could go over to others and you can have more uh, channels, but it kind of begins there. And so what you have to do when you do that, um, these presets, it allows you at the press of a button at the press of a button to be able to turn to the station that you desire to listen into. Okay? Now, you no longer have to look for this station. You know, sometimes they have these buttons that say seek and things of that nature, but once you establish a preset, you no longer have to look for that station anymore because it's locked in. So now you don't have to keep pressing buttons. Let's say, um, I'm just making up a number. Let's say 99.9 is is the station number. So you don't have to keep turning to find 99.9. Now you have a preset button That is assigned to a channel that when you press it now you automatically go there without having to go through any other uh, channels it's it's preset somebody again say preset at the press of a button right and so you no longer have to look for it because it's already somebody say locked in oh that's important locked in now to establish a preset You first actually have to dial in. So before you get to it, before you start pressing a button, you actually have to find the station that you're looking for. That's what I mean by dial in. Get to the station that you're looking for and then you begin to assign that station to that channel. And I'll talk about that part later. But when we're talking about dial in and dialing in, when you hear that phrase tonight, I want you to um, have in your mind that that means fine tuning. But it also means disciplining tonight. Dialing in also means to discipline. Okay, we're going to talk about it. So this past Sunday, we talked about frequency as it relates to the sound of wisdom and having a sound soul. But tonight, come on tonight. And I alluded to it a little bit on Sunday during giving. But tonight, when we're talking about frequency, we're talking about this one word right here. Consistency. So now we're not just talking about sound per se anymore and what's going on in the airways. But now when we're talking about frequency and being dialed in as it pertains to discipline, we're talking about consistency. So somebody say frequency is consistency. Oh, that's good. Say that again. Frequency is consistency. Oh, it's so important. It's so important. And now once we get into consistency, then. We can have something that is preset in our soul. Remember, preset is something that is already established. You don't have to go looking here. You don't have to go seeking left and right and all that kind of stuff now. Once you dial in, you can now have something that's preset. And it'll all make sense, but I'm just kind of establishing some things right now. But we'll put it all together um, as we go through these different laws here. But this might help you. Have you used this expression before? Man, I had... I know, especially if you're hungry. Maybe you, you've been real hungry for something that is real particular, and maybe um you, you might say something like this, it's like, oh man, I had my mind set on some apple pie, or I have my mind set on some peach cobbler, or I have my mind set on some lasagna. Anyone ever said that expression before? I had my mind set, or some people might have said I had my stomach set, whatever the case may be, but we're really talking about our thinking and how our thoughts are. Already established, already set on a certain desire that's being dialed in, that's being locked into a certain, a, a, a certain channel <laughs> of thought, right? And so, as we talk about this tonight, let's go ahead and begin because uh, we're talking about operating in the laws of a disciplined soul. So again, our souls. Um, must be disciplined but there's some things that I believe the Lord uh, gave to me and I believe uh, that these are laws because of course they come from the kingdom but you don't necessarily have to be a Christian uh, to operate in these particular things because you see these uh, kind of principles happening all kinds of ways but now for us as a believers when we operate it we actually have it with the Lord's blessing. And we also have it uh, that 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 what comes out of these laws is or what comes out of us operating in these laws as a result has eternal value. So God can look at these things and say, "Okay, yeah, that's good. When he begins to judge works and all these types of things. All right. So now. Number one. A disciplined soul. This is going to be simple, but it's profound. A disciplined soul, when we're talking about operating in the laws of a disciplined soul, number one, a disciplined soul must receive discipleship. The two words of discipline and disciple are correlated. There's some distinctions, but they're also correlated. But again, I want to say this, a disciplined soul must receive discipleship. So we know this, we're sons, we're daughters, we're heirs. Uh, we're kings and we're queens. Um, what, sorry, we're believers. We're Christians. We're friends. Uh, we're priests. Um, we're sheep. We're, we're all these types of things. But one of the things that we also want to make sure that we don't lose sight of, and we don't hear this phrase as often, but it's true. We are disciples. Somebody say, I am a disciple of Christ. And I know that's actually a particular denomination, uh, but they get that from the actual principle of what we are all called to be a disciple of Christ. So we've been called to be disciples and scripture lets us know that we've been called to not only be disciples, but to what make them. I know we know this, but let's turn just so we can be reminded of this in Matthew chapter twenty eight. This is our commission. I'm already there, but I'm going to give you time to get there. Matthew chapter twenty eight. Verse 18. Somebody say that I am called to be a disciple and I'm called to make disciples. (laughs) Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20. When you got to say, I got it, say, I received this and I'm here. Let me give somebody else a little bit moment. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20. All right. And of course, I'm in the New King James Version. And so yours might read slightly different depending on which translation. But uh, you'll get the point because some say make disciples, some say teach. But it's talking about the same thing. Verse 18, Jesus speaking. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority. Somebody say all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore. Remember, this is the authority in which he's speaking from. And now he gives us this command. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations or somebody or another translation. King James says teach. But of course, we're making disciples. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy Spirit. And then this is what we are to do. Teaching them. To observe all things that I have commanded you and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Okay, so we as disciples have been called and been commanded and been commissioned and have been authorized to preach the gospel. With the goal of making disciples, amongst other things. But one of the priorities is for us is to make disciples. Amen? So now, a disciple is, we know this, but for those that might not know, a disciple is a pupil. It's a student. It's one who, who learns of a certain teaching, training, or a pattern of thought. Or shall I say this, a set of disciplines. That's what a disciple is. So, uh, you know, I began to think about some of the different arenas and some of the different realms. I know today we have a terminology that says more mentorship, but biblically speaking, that same practice, um, if if you think about it, has a lot to do with discipleship. Those that are students, those that are following a certain teaching, those that are following certain behaviors and patterns and adopting certain things and assimilating them into their lives. Right. So that way they can put them into practice and follow as well. So now. In sports, certain coaches, especially if they're a head coach, they have assistant coaches um, in in sports and so different sports. And so, uh, for example, I'm thinking in the NBA, there's this one particular coach retired now, but Phil Jackson. He had a player that was on the championship teams with Michael Jordan. The player that he had was called Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr then retires from the NBA but then becomes an assistant coach under the tutelage of another, who's still coaching today, of another NBA coach called Greg Popovich. Now, Greg Popovich has won championships. Steve Kerr won championships as a player but not as a coach. So now he's been a winner as a player now he's an assistant coach under a head coach and so he's winning championships now as an assistant coach but now he's learning things from not as a player but now from a coaching perspective how to manage how to run plays how to manage time how to manage different personalities all these types of things you know and, and some of the inner workings. so now Uh, He has a stint doing that. Now, Steve Kerr, then, and of course, we know he becomes later a head coach himself of the Golden State Warriors. And then he goes on himself now from a player to assistant coach to now being a head coach. Guess what? Still winning championships. As a matter of fact, he won the most recent NBA championship this past summer with the Golden State Warriors. But I say all that to say this, you know, speaking of Greg Popovich in particular, uh, who Steve Kerr learned from, as well as Phil Jackson. But Greg, they have these things in, in sports called a coaching tree, meaning that you have somebody that is a head coach that has different assistant coaches. And over a protracted period of time, these assistant coaches... Uh, They get some recognition as a result, as a result of being connected to winning to now where other schools are saying, hey, I know you're an assistant coach, but hey, would you like to be a head coach of your own team? Because we see that you have been a student of somebody who is a great teacher. They know what it takes to win and we want that here at our program. So now we see you, we want to be, we know that we can't get the head coach, but maybe we can get you because you're a disciple of this person. You've learned, you've sat under their teaching, you've received their instruction, you've kind of understood not even what they taught, but you've gleaned from the culture. Of some of the things that weren't even spoken and we want that here in our organization and so now you have these head coaches that establish a coaching tree they call it a tree because now you have these different branches that have come out from them of where you have different assistant coaches that were under them that have gone on now to become head coaches but that's discipleship that's a form of discipleship of training here's another thing in arts they have certain designers and certain uh Ways in which they design. I remember, uh, I believe it was in the springtime where we talked about, uh, you know, bespoke and, and custom tailored suits and things of that nature. But many of these people learn from another designer before they went out and established their own company and their own business. They sat and learned they were discipled. They became a pupil and student of somebody else. And so there's certain things after they've learned and gleaned and learned some aspects about business and how to tailor stuff, or it could be art, whatever the case may be, but they've learned from somebody else. In academia, you have certain institutions. This is good. You have certain institutions or or certain particular schools. I'm thinking now in our region, uh, you have University of Pennsylvania that has a renowned school called the Wharton School of Business. And so you have from that philosophy, from that school of thought, You have different pupils, literally students that come out of that and establish businesses and and, and do well on Wall Street or go on to uh, be well uh, accomplished as CPAs and and CEOs and CFOs and all these other kind of officers and corporations. But because they have learned business from a corporate perspective by being good students and and making the right connections with people they've gone on many people have gone on to do uh, great and significant things in the business world but then also in ministry remember a disciplined soul must receive discipleship right nobody (laughs) i believe i heard apostle sharing something like this but of course i've heard it from other people as well You can't know yourself by yourself. Nobody does anything great just on their own. Somebody has received from somebody at some point. So even as it pertains to ministry, even in ministry, this came to my thought, certain denominations have a specific theological viewpoint, a way in which they do things. Sometimes it can be good. Sometimes it could actually turn out to be negative because they get caught in tradition without the spirit of God uh, breathing on a certain viewpoint. But Anyways, uh, that's in a bad, in a, in a not healthy sense, but in a, in a good healthy sense, you can have ministry that'll go forth. And so these two people I thought of in particular was in uh, Dr. Kenneth Hagan Sr. and uh, Oral Roberts Sr. Now, what was interesting about these two people, very significant generals, giants in the kingdom of God and in the faith. Uh, but they have actually, and of course, they've gone on to be with the Lord. But one of the things that they did do during their time of ministry on the earth, they actually established schools. And so these schools today, in some fashion, carry the marks of their teaching, carry the marks of their viewpoint, of their philosophies. So that way, in some, in some sense, in some sense, for those that actually go through these Um, uh, campuses and these institutions and take something to heart. Something has been imprinted upon them that has now caused them to become a disciple, a student of that school. So you you might have, many people know about Raymond. And so Rhema, uh, so Rhema, it'll have some little nuances that might be different from Liberty University or or, uh, a Dallas Theological Seminary, uh, but you can kind of tell um, you know who's a disciple of who or who's a student of what based upon their viewpoint and upon their stance but it's important for us to know that hey, even as you're a parent, guess what you're doing with your children or what you should be doing with your children? Discipling them. You should be we've all been given a command as parents to train up a child in the way that they should go so that way when they're old they shall not what? Depart from that way And so I even think about it my own self, of course, in my own natural upbringing with my parents. But even in my spiritual upbringing, there are certain things and certain mannerisms when I listen or even see and I look and I can identify uh, who that came from because of who I sat under under their tutelage and under their teaching or under their ministry. And so even my wife, she she pointed out some things even from this past Sunday. She was like, oh, you reminded me so much of this person. And then, as soon as she said it, I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? I can, without me even even acknowledging it, I could just think back this and how I was moving. I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of picked that up from uh, who I sat under for so many years. And guess what? It's okay. And so, it's actually a wise thing when we're under good tutelage to be open to receive discipleship because that helps create discipline in our own soul. Woo. It helps us create. So I've heard it said this way. Well, before I get to that point. um, Even for my own discipleship, one of the things I, I thought when I just began to reflect. Because I want to make sure that I say that I stay under tutelage, that I stay that I maintain a teachable spirit. No matter how many years that I've been in ministry, and so technically speaking, I've been in ministry probably if we go back to college when I started college ministry from way back then. So it's been at least 25 years, you know, technically speaking, where I've been in some form or fashion of ministry. But that's not anything for me to just rest my laurels upon and say, hey, you know, I've got 25 years of of ministering to people. So I've I've done it all. I've seen it all. No. I, it, it would, I would be foolish <laughs> to have that perspective and to think that I got it all and know it all. And so even now, uh, you know, I'm still uh, being discipled. There's still things that I learned from. And many of you heard, uh, you know, the connection that I'm a part of, you know, with our pastor, the ones that, you know, came up and, and installed my, my wife and ourselves. And so there's certain calls that I'm able to be a part of and to ask questions and to receive wisdom and insight from so that way and and here's the thing about it when we discipline our soul to receive discipleship then we take this disposition that even if i heard it before i want to hear it like i've never heard it before that's some wisdom right there i want to hear this like i've never heard it before because When I position myself, when I discipline my soul to receive discipleship in that fashion, then I get access to be able to receive some new wisdom and insight that God just might pour through that person. They might say something a little different. That's like, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Let me go ahead and and, and take that. And so I heard I've heard that phrase this way, but I just want to let you know, I won't spend a whole lot of time on this statement, but I thought it was powerful so that way we continue to position ourselves to receive discipleship but it comes well with a caution it's what you think you know that can sometimes hold you back for people that feel like ah you know what i know it all you know i kind of already know this i don't need to listen It's, it's those things that we think we know that can hold us back because then that shows up in arrogance and that shows up in in pride and so uh one of the things that, that I've learned and grown into doing, even if it's something that I might think I know, or even if it might be a viewpoint that I might feel like that I'm pretty confident in. One thing that I will do so that I can stay learning, I'll still rephrase my position now in a question so that way I can learn more from another person's viewpoint. It's like, hey, well, this is what I what I was thinking. But um, what would you say about this? Or how would you? I, mean, I just I just had a call before service night with a pastor friend, and you know he was sharing some tips and well, not necessarily tips, but just sharing some experiences, uh, you know, some victories and some things that they've 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 done. And I was like, okay, give me some wisdom, some insight on some things. How did you all manage this? Or how do you all do this? And he was like, ah, well, you know, we did it this way. I was like, well, what about this? Well, nah, I kind of learned uh, not to do not to do it that way, and because there's too much risk doing something that way. And I was like, oh. And I told him this, and I do this often when I'm having conversations so I can stay learning. I told him, it's like, hey, you know, if, if you hear me go quiet, it's because I'm taking notes, but I'm listening. And then the person was like, oh, yeah, I understand. No problem. And then he just kept on now just pouring. And now and I'm actually talking to someone who they just paid off. I don't know how many acres of land in their building, their church. <laughs> they had a note burning service for the acres of land. So he was just sharing some insights and wisdom. I was like, well, praise God. Fools cut themselves off from the streams of wisdom that come through discipleship. If you feel like <laughs> this is what happens with superstar athletes practice. Matter of fact, I heard one particular athlete, even in modern day basketball now, they said, hey, you know, we don't really need a coach. They said, you know, they feel like they're talent. They're so talented enough that they can coach themselves. And you know what happened in the playoffs with them talent themselves? They got swept. This year's playoffs, they didn't win a single game. And they were the only team with all this talent that people thought, man, man, these guys should win a championship. But because of that pride and not being able to receive coaching, not being able to receive discipleship, they did not win a game in the playoffs and got bounced out just like that. Don't get bounced out. Again, what is number one? A disciplined soul must receive discipleship. In other words, there's something that you must learn from. You don't have to be a carbon copy. Of course, you have your own DNA, but there's some things that we assimilate and learn and glean from. Amen. All right. That's a law, though. Number two. A disciplined soul. This might sound simple, but it's profound. A disciplined soul must be dialed in to discipline. Must be dialed into discipline. In other words, we have to be tuned to discipline. You grow into discipline because of the results that it produces, Or because of the results that discipline produces. But guess what? Having a disciplined soul and being tuned in and having your ears tuned to, Hey, you know what? Yeah, I need to be more disciplined in this area. That's what it means to be dialed in. When you can identify areas of Uh, Where where more discipline might be needed. That's that's what it means to be dialed in that you're aware that you're cognizant that you recognize and not only recognize it. You're now willing to make efforts uh, to being more disciplined in your soul in your in your thought life or even disciplining your emotions um, in a certain area. Amen. And so uh, here we go. Let's go. First Corinthians chapter nine. A disciplined soul must be dialed in to discipline. 1 Corinthians chapter nine, verse 24 through 27. There's a reason why this is important, because God wants us producing in this season. Well, any and every season, but I believe uh, that there, we have this mandate. Of course, if we're going to make disciples, we have to be disciplined ones. But 1 Corinthians chapter nine, verse 24 through 27. We, many of us know this, but I want to read this. Do you not know? I've been watching a lot of track, y'all. <laughs> And there's this one phenomenal marathon runner named Eliu Kipchoge from Kenya. That brother is amazing. And he's been winning these marathons uh, well over a decade. Hasn't quite reached, I think he's around like 16 years when he's been just been winning major marathons at like, Amazing times. And he's 36, which is technically old for a marathon runner, but he's disciplined. Okay, so now here we go. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? But one receives the prize run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. See, I talked about how what we do in, in discipline and you know these laws but for us we get something that is eternal right but here we go free for an imperishable crown therefore i run thus not with uncertainty that's so important thus i fight not as one who beats the air but i some translation says buffet but but i discipline that's what it means but i discipline my body and bring it into subjection lest When I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Lord, let it not be spoken of us that as we go make disciples and and teach nations that we ourselves don't stay as discipled ones and as disciplined ones and we ourselves become disqualified. So remember, a disciplined soul must be dialed into discipline. And one of the things that helps us dial into discipline is to identify what is the prize that we're running after. Stay locked in on that which is eternal. (laughs) You have to gaze into the eyes of forever. That's poetic, but it's true. We have to gaze into the eyes of the eternal one. So that way we don't get get lost and disqualify ourselves and become undisciplined on things because of something that is temporal that looks attractive for a moment. OK, but again, that's from an eternal perspective. But even some things that God might be speaking to us, what are some things that that God is saying? Hey, I want you to go after that. And if you're uncertain, then ask the Lord. Lord, give me some certainty in this area. Let there I know Pastor Gabe mentioned it, but let there be some peace <laughs> in, in this direction. Right. What is it that is worth the fight? Remember, he said, you know, I'm not like beating the air, but what is it that's worth the fight? What is it that is actually worth the discipline? There are some things that we do and we have to lock on as we dial into discipline and say, no, this is worth it. This is worth it. Because again, when it's not fun, when it's not easy, that's when the value of what it is that we are going for, what it is that God has called us to That's when that becomes more weighty than the uncomfortable uncomfortability that we might be going through in a moment. Because of what we're looking to accomplish becomes it becomes more real to us. It's like, oh, this is so worth it. (laughs) Okay, I didn't think about this, but it's just coming to me now uh, because it's true. Um, It was worth it for me to abstain from a sexual activity until I got married. Straight up. (laughs) It was it was valuable to me. So that way, when I can marry my wife, it's my my first experiences. And for those that don't have that testimony, it's no condemnation if it's if it's under the blood. But I'm just sharing my testimony that regards it's like, no, it it was worth it. So guess what? Brother had the discipline. Oh, had to buffet the flesh. My goodness. Yeah. But it was worth it. And so I thank God for a wonderful marriage uh, that I have now to, to this day. And so um, it's, 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 it's all good. But here's something that's strong that I want to say with that. And guess what? The Lord will keep you as long as you want to be kept. I'll say that. Someone may have gotten undisciplined. It's like, Lord, I thank you now that for your grace because I want to discipline my body. And you can get your body um, into the discipline of the Lord. Amen. Even for some of those urges and stuff that happens. I know this is hitting somebody, but just receive that no matter what age you are, <laughs> that you could discipline. So that way you can receive the prize. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You want a good, healthy, whole marriage. But here we go. This also applies in other areas. Your body submits to the disciplined or undisciplined level of your soul. That thing hit me. It was like, man, Lord, that is so true. My body will submit to the level of undiscipline that I have or the level of discipline that I have or whatever's going on in my soul. My body will submit to either or. Which one is it going to be depends on the level of discipline. And so I remember, um, I'm not at this level, uh, but when I was younger, uh, Man, there were certain things that I would do just even in a physical sense every single day. And, you know, I just had different times, not saying, you know, I had different times, especially when I was living overseas and uh, certain things that I would do every single day. I would be in the gym like every single day and got cut up pretty nice. But my body. Was disciplined or undisciplined to the level of what was going on in my soul. And so think about it. When our soul, when our emotions might be a little off and jacked up, you know, they have these things called comfort food, which is really junk food for the most part. And then if our soul and our emotions are undisciplined and we, we're just all lost in sobbing and all that kind of stuff, people resort to other things that that really might feel good in a moment, but have no greater value in the end. Sometimes people will eat something or drink something and then later regret it. But the body, it'll just just be subject to it. So, but when we have discipline in our soul, and when we dial into discipline, it's like, hold up, no, I'm dialing in, I'm going to make a commitment in this area, then the body is eventually going to line up. It might react a certain way for a moment, be like, hold up, what is this? What is this? But it'll begin to line back up. (laughs) It'll begin to line up. One of the most criticized things, again, there's another sports thought, but one of the most criticized things, but we'll understand it. One of the most criticized things in sports is for a professional athlete to come into training camp out of shape. It is, it's just like ridiculed and criticized so much so that it makes, depending on the level of notoriety of the athlete, but training camp example, football season is going to be beginning short soon, officially. Uh, well, I guess technically it's already started, but they have a training camp where athletes come in to train and to um, go over plays and to meet new teammates and coaches and kind of start getting under the discipleship. OK, how are we going to be thinking? How are we going to be doing things this year? Right. But the expectation is for the athlete. It's not to start getting into shape once you come to training camp. Training camp is for you to train this. Your responsibility is to make sure you're in shape throughout the year. You can have a moment where you take a little bit of time off after season season, but we are expecting you to come to come to camp in shape. So how much more valuable is it even for when we even when we gather together on Sundays and on Wednesdays? But I'm telling you, there's there. There should be some training that's even taking place in your own life. We can't just come to can't, can't just come to service. And be like, yep, I'm ready. Let's get trained. Oh, Wednesday, let's get trained. No, no, that's additional training. But there should be some ongoing things where we're all in the presence of the Lord receiving and and, 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 and as disciples receiving of him. So there's some common disciplines that we have as disciples. And of course, we know these there's prayer, there's worship. There's assembling together. There's giving, evangelizing and reading and studying of the word, no matter where you are in the nation, no matter what stage you are in life. All of these are common disciplines for all of the disciples. Right. That we all dial into. You're not going to say that I'm a disciple of the Lord and you don't pray. It, can't, it has to be more than just when it's time to go to bed or when you're in a tight situation or when it's time to just bless your food and that's it. No, this prayer is that constant communication. Worship. You you should have a song in your heart more than just on Sunday. (laughs) Evangelism. You shouldn't be like, oh man, I'm going to evangelize when I go overseas. No. Our whole society is a mission field. Giving. It should already be, guess what? We We don't have to seek the giving in our heart. We should already be dialed in or locked in. It's like, no, that's already in my heart. I don't even have to seek for that. I am dialed into the discipline of giving and generosity. I shared this, yeah, with with, with the leaders. And so um, even with the Sunday breakfast mission and the uh, school outreach, I'm like, hey, you know, I had a lot going on. And that Friday evening, I had a thought come. Man, it's like, man, you're tired. Even though I know you said that you were going to go, but man, don't understand if you don't make it. That thought ran through my mind and then I had to intercept it. I was like, no. It's like, man, man. How valuable is a soul? This is this is so much more valuable to me. Cast that thought down. Woke up on Saturday. My family, my godson, we went out there and it was blessed. And I I knew it was going to happen as soon as I woke up energized. I'm like, man, praise God. Let's share the love of Jesus. It had a chance to pray for a father and his sons. And, you know, it was it was all good. But it was that discipline. And so a thought would try to come to get you off that. But it's like, no, man, I was dialed in already. I dialed in because I made a commitment. And I wanted, it It was already in my heart. It was dialed in. It's like, nah, this is important to me. And it's important to God. But even besides events, you know, um, how dialed in won't go into the specifics of this, but even when we were on vacation, guess what? We are who we are wherever we are. People would ask me, Hey, what do you do? I'm a pastor. And it'd be funny, certain reactions like, oh. And then they would try to navigate the conversation from there. Not that I was any type of way about it. But then another person would be like, oh, that's cool. And then we wound up meeting this one couple from Colorado. And really, God gave us some words to be a blessing to the wife in particular. The husband was just so open. And who knows what God might have uh, for us to be able to pour into them. But uh, while we were on vacation in another country, Guess what? Because of the value, because we are discipled ones, because we must make disciples of all nations, even on vacation. Ah, I'm going to take a break for everything Jesus related. No, I'm still getting up, praying, reading, worshiping, and sharing the love of Jesus. But that's, you don't have to have a title to do that. You don't have to be an apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. You're a disciple. And so what we do, this is what we do. OK, so that's some of the common disciplines. But here's another thing. There are distinct disciplines of a destination. Depending on where God has you to go specifically determines the disciplines you must have in your life. I'm going to say that again, depending on where God has you. This is still all on number two, <laughs> depending on where God has you to go specifically. That determines the specific disciplines you must have in your life. We know there's common ones that we all have as believers, but now there's some other certain things, depending on where God has you to go as a destination. There's certain things that you must discipline yourself for. Now, I know, for example, certain people that have a call to minister to a certain group of people. One of the uh, things that will help you to identify is, okay, or or one of the disciplines. Hey, let me kind of study more about these people. Let me study about the culture. Let me study about the history. Of, of, of this area right here. We know this, again, I guess this kind of connects to sports sports things, and so one of the things that Apostle does, we know about consulting for the next level and his work slash ministry, but it's a work uh, with young people that have been overlooked and helping them get a second look, right? So one of the disciplines, he has to be aware of what, what's going on um, so that way he can help Give information to families and students to how to position themselves for scholarship opportunities. So he has to discipline in a certain area. I have to discipline myself. One of the things that I have books on about um, racial dynamics and unification and all that kind of stuff. I have to discipline myself in certain, in certain areas. One of my specific disciplines in college is commu- was communications. So it comes out in certain ways. Some of the media stuff that you see happen. uh, You know, I at this time, am a part of it and looking forward to relinquishing some more of those duties as more people that have that discipline can be trained, right? So so we can disciple others to take that on. But in the meantime, that's one of my disciplines that I learned. So I understand certain aspects of communication, might not necessarily do everything that I was quote unquote taught, because a lot of it is formal education. you understand. My wife is a teacher. She's a, an educator. And so she has certain disciplines and certain trainings that she must learn in education. So again, the distinct disciplines, depending on where God has you to go specifically, determines the disciplines you must have. So God will have a certain vein for you, a particular call, but it's not, you're not just going to just operate in it. Legally or lawfully, without disciplining your soul in a certain area, you're going to have little or weak authority. You know, that you're going to have little or weak authority if you're not disciplined in a certain area. Certain people try to speak on matters they have no insight on, and that's that's a lack of discipline to even try to speak like you know something about it when you don't. So, again. This is all part of being dialed into discipline. So as soon as you get an inkling and don't and don't lose certainty of that. Remember, we don't want to be as ones that are that, that have uncertainty, but it's like, nah, you know what? I'm certain of this. Oh, somebody say that right now. Say, I'm certain of this, Lord. You called me for, and go ahead and say it right now. I, I heard somebody pause and be like, hey, you know what, I'm not sure. That's okay. Go back to some of the words that may have been spoken over your life. Some things might sound general, but as you continue to stay on it, as you continue to dial in, you'll start to see specifically where he wants you to go. And it'll be everybody has their lane. That's what we see in First Corinthians nine. Right. So you don't have to be looking. Ah, well, man, they're way more disciplined than me in this. Well, maybe maybe they started sooner or they were more consistent but it doesn't mean that you can't be Uh, so let me share this right now third law number three a disciplined soul this ties right in a disciplined soul requires repetition a disciplined soul requires repetition things must be repeated over. Things must be repeated in order for discipline to come. Oh, I heard it already. Good. Hear it again. Oh, I know that already. Good. Know it again. Remember, it's what you think you know that can hold you back. A disciplined soul requires repetition. Help me, Holy Ghost, because I have a difficult time sometimes with this as far as for teaching because I I have I have a god-given creativity and not that I even try not to repeat it just comes out to where i can get something new just like on the spot but there's some stuff that i have to discipline my even myself so like no go back and repeat that go back and teach that again right and i'm just saying that from a point of teaching because I, I can love it's like oh man this is so good man let's go ahead and teach that no 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 go back and teach something that you taught again I'm my own self. I got to learn that. Okay? But a disciplined soul, there's certain things that I do in my life that I repeat, but as far as for me teaching, there's some stuff that I understand It's like, no, you you need to teach that again. You need to teach that again. Okay, but here we go. A disciplined soul, number three, a disciplined soul requires repetition. Here's a statement with that. Discipline begins with one day but remains in the days that follow. How does discipline begin? It starts with day one. But, you can't say day one and then stop day one and say, yep, I'm disciplined. <laughs> That's not how your soul gets disciplined. That's not how discipline works. That's not how your soul begins to take on this thought and take on this new behavior. It's some, uh, We rarely establish a preset. I'm going to get to that next. We rarely establish a preset in one day. The things of the Lord have to be on repeat. It's amazing because as, at, a, at, at a radio station, one of the things that they'll do, if you listen to the radio station long enough, you'll start to hear a cycle of the same songs. Because some of those songs, someone may have heard at one hour, but someone didn't hear that song in an hour. So But it's a song that they like, so they got to play that song again in another hour and the person's like, hey, yeah, that's my song. Or they'll call in and say, hey, can we play this song? Most stations don't really do that anymore. Uh, They say they do it, but it's already just on their cycle list anyways. But uh, they don't typically, smaller stations might do requests. The big stations don't really do that anymore. They have stuff, they have a program list, but that's besides the point. The things of the Lord have to be on repeat. In our society, we move off things too fast. Mm, You have something that's real. They have something, even in social media, they have things now called shorts. And reels, real. So now you're getting bite sized, uh, (laughs) bite sized pieces of motivation or something that's funny or something that's ignorant or something that's wise or something that could even be helpful. But all these things get cut down to just condensed, you know, short things. Okay, so we go all things too fast and go from one thing to the next in a moment. But let's look at this for a moment. And again, don't try to write all this stuff down. Uh, I'm going to give some scriptures. Listen to me now. Don't try to write all this stuff down because I'm, I'm going to go at a certain pace for this part. Uh, but you'll see some of the things where it talks about repetition and some things uh, that must be done on a daily basis. So Jesus Himself, He says, "Take up your cross daily," and that's Luke 9:23. He says, "Take up your cross daily and follow Me." That's repetition. Lord, I took up my cross for you on Sunday. Man, that's great. Guess what? It's Monday. Eh, 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 eh. Monday, five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning. Whenever you hit that alarm. Guess what you have to do again? Take up your cross. Lord, I took my cross Sunday and Monday. Woo! I'm done. Hold up. No, you're not. Tuesday. Guess what you have to do? Take up your cross daily. See repetition. A disciplined soul requires repetition. Guess what? He says this. Give us this day our daily bread. When he taught his disciples the principle in prayer, he told them, look, ask for the father for daily bread. In other words, for his word every day. That's Luke eleven three. As it pertains to faith, guess what? Repetition is needed because faith comes by hearing and hearing. The word of God. Faith doesn't come. Yep, I heard it. I got it. No, you don't. You might think you do. But what you think you know is holding you back. <laughs> you got to hear and hear, and guess what? And here. So going back to that thought, when I stopped working at the at the radio station on Sundays, because I actually wanted to be a part, I didn't want to start coming in because they had two services. So I would come in in the middle of the second service just because of my hours. But then I was like, no, I got to stop this, and then I shifted my whole schedule so that way I could be a part of both services. What? You would be a part of two services where the pastor would preach the same message? Yep, because it could be one message that he'd speak, and one thing he'd say, the first service, and it'd be a slight little difference, the second service. But that difference was enough to be like another aha moment. It's like, whoa, even when you think you know where he's going, it's like, oh, I know where he's going because I already heard this message. Nope, you cannot have, disciplined ones don't have that position. Disposition. I already know this. I already know the punchline. I already know what he's about to say. I already, mm-mm. Man, there's this one brother, man, and he just blesses my soul to this day. I've known him for years now. And of course, uh, you know, we were part of one ministry together, and he's, he's well my senior. Uh, but he's a part of another ministry that we were together, and of course, he's still at that uh, ministry. Uh, but when I can hear him when I go back and listen to the messages, I hear him first service. And the pastor will say something, he'll be like, wow, glory to God, just as excited. And then the second service, he's in the second service, and the pastor will say the very same thing. And the person, he's not being facetious with it. It's like it's hitting him again. He's like, wow, glory to God. And he's standing up and just receiving and pulling and encouraging, and, and it's not for show. He's getting something. Man, you can get something out of the same thing. Absolutely. Have any of you ever had a good meal before and you said, let's repeat that. Let's run that back. When you had it the second time, did you get tired of it? Ooh, you didn't think about it like that, did you? Some of us go to specific restaurants to order the exact same thing. And then we get disappointed if it tastes different. Ah, so don't be like that in the spirit, then. When something comes back with the same direction or same instruction or the same word, and then we be like, uh. no, you need to be like, mm, man, this is good. Glory to God. Woo! We still talking about the soul? Praise God. What else we got? There's no end to God. Man, let me say it's, uh, okay, Holy Ghost, help me to hold this thought to that next point. Okay, so repetition. Guess what? Repetition is needed even in staying away from sin. Remember, Paul said, look, I die daily. Man, you got to die to your flesh. You got to die to yourself daily. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 31 through 34. Again, don't try to write all this down. You got to go back and listen to it. <laughs> I'll tell you when to turn again. But also staying away from sin. The Bible tells us this is a heavy scripture, uh, which is worthy of its own message. But we exhort one another daily to avoid the deceitfulness of sin. That scripture's loaded. That's Hebrews 3, 12 through 15. But we exhort one another. We encourage one another. Help one another. Stay away from the deceit of sin. But we have to do it on a daily basis. We encourage one another on a daily basis, right? Guess what? We talked about it on Sunday. But wisdom, the voice of wisdom, remember, she said, I was daily his delight. Daily as God was creating, right? As the master craftsman, she said, And I was beside him daily at his delight. That's Proverbs 830. And then wisdom goes on to say in that same chapter, Proverbs 834, blessed is the man who listens to me watching daily at my gates. Blessed is the man who listens to wisdom watching daily at my gates. So in other words, we need to be dialed in and listening to wisdom repeatedly on a daily basis. We don't ever take a break from wisdom. We don't take a break from taking up our cross daily. We don't take a break from receiving the daily bread. Uh, We don't take a break from listening to things that help build faith because faith comes by hearing. We don't take a break from dying daily. That's a daily thing. Repetition, repetition. We exhorting one another and listening to wisdom on a daily basis. There's always got to be something that's feeding us how often. Daily. And then I've. This this other thing that we see here, this kind of kicked off this whole thing about the soul, but we meditate on the word. How often? Day and night. Day and night. So now, there's a particular discipline. Some things that I do. I'm not saying that you have to do this, but one of the things that I do, especially under instruction. So there's a grace for it. But I've been doing it for a while. Uh, you know, I read a proverb a day. I read a proverb every day and then uh, for the past year or two, uh, most daily, you know, uh, you know, the Lord has me just praying John 17. That's the prayer that Jesus prayed. But that's specific for my discipline, because some things that Jesus prayed, uh, I have to continue to pray it and meditate on it. But here's the here's the wonderful thing about it. As often as I pray John 17, I get stuck. And it gets stuck in a good sense. Like, I'll read something and it hits me like I never saw it the day before. And I'm like, God, this is so good. I know I got to finish praying this, but then I just begin to just mm, savor. Begin to savor a word. So that way it becomes repetition. woo, And then it comes out. Because what you repeat as a discipline, it comes out of you. It shows up. hmm And this brings to this fourth discipline. So what's the first one? This fourth law. What's the first law? The first law is a disciplined soul must receive discipleship. Yeah, we're teaching tonight. I'm going to try to pick up the pace. Number two, a disciplined soul must be dialed into discipline. Number three, a disciplined soul requires repetition. Number four. This is good. A disciplined soul must become a preset going back to the radio analogy. And of course, I talked about praying John 17, but to establish a preset when we go back to a vehicle now, how you physically do this, how when you go to your radio on a vehicle, how you establish a preset in a vehicle, it requires something called a longer press. Because you can press a button to get to that specific station. But in order to actually set that station to that channel, you have to do something called a long press. Now, that term, I thought, I'm like, man, that is so good. That is so good. Mmm. So, one, you dial into the station. You find the station that you're looking for. You see the channel that you want that station to be preset on. So that way, in the future, when you press it, it goes automatically there. You find the station you're looking for, again, 999 I see this channel that I wanted to be on. I wanted to be on channel one first thing on the list. So now I go to channel one and I hold it down until I hear it, or I hear beat or this is how, you know, this is how, you know, that that channel has now become a preset. Because now that channel, instead of it saying one, it'll now become ninety nine point nine. So now that, stage, that channel in the car is preset to this station. Now, I know that sounds technical, but let me give you the simple revelation behind it. You press on to something. This is how something becomes preset in your soul. You press on to something until you become what you've been holding on to. That's it. Until there's a transformation. That's how I know. I know something is preset because I'm like, oh, now I can see 99.9. So this is what I want to go to. This is what I want to listen to. So now, when you discipline your soul, it's like, no, I'm going to stay disciplined on this until I become what it is that I'm pressing into. <laughs> when we press into something with certainty, we press into it until we become it. Come on. That's what a disciplined soul does. It's like, huh? Oh, you know what, until I become this. And this is where the enemy fights. He fights that becoming. He fights that uh Even Ephesians says that we've been predestined, right, to be uh, made into the image of Christ. But the enemy fights that. He fights the discipline of the soul of our mindset to to understand. It's like, no, this is what I've been preset to to look like in Christ Jesus. Man, that is so good. And so here's another thing. There's some things that the Lord says, hey. You know what? I want you dialed into success. I want you dialed into the prophetic word that God has spoken over your life. I want you dialed into business. I want you dialed into leadership. I want you dialed into wealth. I want you dialed into health. I want you dialed into being a more um, open person to teaching. I want you dialed into being more open to new experiences. I want you to be down and to be more friendly. Whatever the case it is that the Lord is saying, hey, this is what I want you to start being set on. We stay on it until we become it. Until that transformation begins to happen. And so we have to go through these disciplines until we become it. Well, man, how did you become a doctor? Well, it doesn't just happen. You study, you learn, then you go through practicums, you practice, you make mistakes, you receive correction. You don't just stay locked locked into, well, man, this is the way that I do it, this is how I feel about it, when it's wrong. Well, I guess you can do that, but you won't become the fullness of of what it is that you've set on your path to become. You're gonna miss some things. yeah, there's 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 some stuff is gonna fall through the cracks. You're not gonna operate in the full legal authority that comes with that position. This is why we have to operate in the laws of discipline. Remember, even that even <laughs> who is it? Those uh the seven sons of Skeba, when they try to cast out a demon, and they said we we cast you out in the name Oh. Uh, hopefully I'm getting this right, but you all know what I'm talking about. We cast you out in the name of Jesus that uh, Paul or Peter preaches. I forget who the, the apostle they, they quoted at the time. They were trying to do what they saw without the discipline that came with it. They tried to do what disciples did without being disciples themselves. And then those seven sons, the, those demons said, man, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know, but who are you? You have no legal authority. You have you are not operating in any law level of authority, any level of discipline, any level of discipleship to be casting us out. And so them demons jumped on them people and beat the clothes off of them. Literally. They had no authority. There were things they <laughs> Ooh, this is so good. You don't want to repeat stuff without actually having a repetition in your own life. You repeat stuff verbally trying to mimic other people. Now, if there's an instruction for you to do it, that's fine. But if you're trying to just mimic stuff and trying to get the results without having the discipline of repetition in your soul, then you're going to step out of bounds of the legal, of the, of the, 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 the lawful authority that comes with, a, with, with that disciplined soul. I know that's a little heavy, but it's true. And people have paid consequences as a result. They can perform all this kind of stuff, but you can't perform and not have a disciplined life of prayer of, or, or, or whatever it is. There's certain things that I can only speak at a certain level of, and I'll say that. I'll preface this ahead of time and say, hey, you know, I could speak at it at this level until there's more discipline and there's more fruit. Then I can speak at it with some more authority for certain things, certain things I can say with certainty. It's like, no, because I have some backing and some fruit and some results and some <laughs> uh, uh, some victories in a certain area where I can speak to certain things Um And it's not an if, and, or, but because there's a, a life of discipline that follows that. Right? But, again, it's because certain things have become a preset. I can speak with authority because, man, I can access that because I've already long pressed it. I've already been pressed in the area for a long period of time. It's something that is already set, so now it's already available on recall. Certain things happen. One of the things that's already preset in my own life, man, is prayer. Why? Because I've built the discipline for it. But it's one of the things now that I teach my children. It's like, hey, you know what? Because we've built the discipline on it. My wife and I and they've seen it. Our children have seen it. They witnessed it uh, because we've built the discipline. Um, we're able to train them in some things. So now when they come to us saying it's like, oh, man, I'm not feeling good. This isn't this isn't right. One of our first responses is it's like, man, did you pray? So that way we can start building that discipline so that way it now becomes something they start tuning into. Well, man, hey, let me pray and then let me go to dad or mom. I can still do both, but let me pray first so that I can start building that discipline myself. So now that way that becomes a response, a built in preset response. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we've used this expression before, have an enemy or press buttons, right? Yeah, yeah, because he will press buttons to see what station is what. (laughs) I'm going to press buttons to see what comes out. Go press buttons, all this kind of noise or or beep, expletives. If you've been in Christ for all these years and you're still cussing, then man, you got to discipline your soul. Seriously, if the enemy could press a button, you just snap and go off. Then you could you got to discipline your soul. Get mature in some things. Come on. Right. In other words, there has to be another preset that comes out. There has to be another something else that comes out of your soul. Now it's like bless the Lord. on oh my soul. Bless the Lord. on oh my soul. Man, we were walking in the store the other day, and I didn't even tell this to nobody. But we were walking in the store, um, and I sat down. We were walking; it was a big lot. And I sat down, you know, just sitting down on the sofa. And I just kind of sat down. I kind of sat down hard, and I hit my elbow something fierce. And I hit it so hard because normally I don't react to stuff, but I hit it so hard it actually stunned me. I was like, "What did I hit?" This is what I'm thinking, but I was like, "Bam!" And I was like, "Man!" And I'm looking around and i felt I'm like what is it and i felt the corner of a piece of furniture but it was like a little piece of metal that i could feel behind it but i was sitting there responding and i was like lord i ain't say a word i looked at my elbow left a little bruise and i don't bruise at all but i was like hey man all <laughs> the people but ah beep i'm talking about saints People that that are disciples. But here's the thing. The spirit helps us discipline our soul. When we understand that, man, you know, this ain't an option. I have to operate in these laws so that way I can keep going and growing. Then your preset is different. Your preset is like, man, people, I remember going through, uh, I, I slid on some black ice. Other people might curse when they're getting ready to... Uh, Whatever, man, you got many people that that lose their discipline on traffic on the road. Guess what? You can't do it. I mean, I guess you can, but you shouldn't. Let me say it that way. When we discipline our souls, so this is so that way we can operate in the laws of a disciplined soul. And that causes our authority in the realms of the spirit to level up. We have more legal access and authority when we have a, a disciplined soul. We can't just be easily swayed. And we need a disciplined soul, especially in, in times like this when people are going to all these false teaching and false Christ coming up. Many people are going to be say, yeah, that's God. That's God. Man, that's that looks like Jesus. No, man, you better discipline better stay on this word. And this daily stuff, then, you will know. And then uh, fifth thing, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on this. I'm just going to say it. Uh, but we will turn to the scripture. <laughs> Galatians 5, 7. A disciplined soul, remember, number four is must become a preset. And then a disciplined soul must keep the preset. In other words, don't let anybody change your channel. Don't let let anybody get you off of what you have established to be on. Paul said this. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you in the Lord that you will have no other mind. That's the soul, right? We are disciplined that you will have no other mind. But he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. So he's talking about, look, there's some other doctrine and other teaching that kept it, crept in to the disciples that he had shared the gospel with. And they were coming with all these rules and regulations and and, and all this extra religious stuff that was not of the spirit of God. And he was like, well, man, remember going back to running, right? In first Corinthians nine. But he says, look, you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? In other words, where does this teaching come from? Who have you been now sitting under after I've been teaching you? Who have you been sitting under? Where did this spirit come from? And so just even as a shepherd, this is just something that I. That, I've been, that I have to guard. It just comes with the territory. And even as an overseer, certain things that they just kind of see them prophetically in the, in, with insight, and so some of the things I glean from them as well, so that way they can help uh, give me wisdom as I shepherd and guard. That's, that's how it functions. There's things that they've experienced and they can share with me, so that way I can guard the flock and, uh, accordingly to make sure that there's not some other kind of stuff coming in. Um, from other people that say Jesus, but there's, there's, there's some discipline that's missing. There's a lot of compromising. There's, there's half-truths of truth that is missing. And so don't let anyone get you off of the precepts, Don't let anyone get you off of the channel. So let's go over these five laws again because the Lord told me, at first I was thought of something else, but earlier today he was like, no, son, these are actually laws. And so... Teach it as such, because this is how we need to operate, because this is where authority comes from, right, with law. So number one, again, a disciplined soul must receive discipleship. I'm looking forward to my call that I'm a part of of being discipled uh, next week. Number two, a disciplined soul must be dialed into discipline. So certain things, even in the midst of me moving and all that, I'm now starting to get settled on some stuff. Uh, at certain spots where I would go and have meditation time and drive to and kind of. So now I'm just kind of driving around. I'm like, OK, I got to find some new spots here. OK. OK, let me see where some of the new stuff at so I can reestablish uh, certain disciplines where I would go out. Um, it's a new track that I found to be able to run on. It's a little different, uh, but I'll make my adjustments. It's nice. It's just a little. The other one I have was a little bouncier. This one, I'm like, OK, I need to uh, make sure that I run Real properly have good form running on this one. But it's a great, great facility. But again, a disciplined soul must be dialed into discipline. Number three, a disciplined soul requires repetition. Man, I know it might seem tedious. But stuff that you do on a daily basis, it leads somewhere. It does. Number four, a disciplined soul must become a preset. There's certain things that as a result of our discipline... We respond accordingly. People that are professionals in certain, certain areas, man, they know exactly what to do because they've been disciplined in it. But it's been preset now in them. It's been established because they've been long pressed in it. It's been pressed into them for a long period of time. And number five, once it becomes a preset, keep it. Don't let someone get you off of that preset. Amen. Come on. I know this is teaching, but I, I, I know that this is actually training tonight. Because these, again, these things are actually laws that we must learn to operate in as disciples. And so what happens is there actually does become a distinction when we speak. When we do, (laughs) you know, actually heard from uh, where we previously rented and, uh, you know, had some communication with that landlord. And they were like, oh, my gosh, I miss you guys so much. And even the neighbor who, who had just moved into the neighborhood, but in a short little bit of conversation, man, they felt the impact. But I'm like, Lord, that's because um, they, 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 they responded to that person. It was like, man, Walter was such a nice, such a nice guy. I, I wish I had a chance to even get to know him more. And I'm like, man, he only moved in for like a month. And we had communication, but it's the, it's the spirit. Right. And so even when my wife, and I, when we were on vacation. Uh, the wife who we had a chance to minister to now vacation. We, we talked to them for like a day and then certain things that the Lord pressed upon my heart to pray. And then I shared with her some of the things that God told me when I was praying for her. And she was like, really? And she just be kind of getting of well up because it, it was confirmation to some things that were in her heart. And again, brief moments, but deep impact. But deep impact can happen in a brief moment because of a disciplined soul. I'm going to say that again. That is so good. A deep impact can happen in a brief moment because of a disciplined soul. Motivational speakers, they can speak for like 30 minutes, get paid thousands, tens of thousands, some even hundreds of thousands of dollars because of their discipline. It's like, man, they made all that much money in 30 minutes? Yeah, because of their discipline. Certain speakers or singers, entertainers, it's like, man, they get paid all this kind of money? Yeah, because of their discipline. That people pay for the disciplined soul. They invest in it because of what they gain as a result. And that was good. Yeah. <laughs> but the things that we do on repetition, amen? Hallelujah. But yeah, we're training. We're training as ambassadors. As ambassadors, we're training to represent. And as we, that's the point that I was getting back to. It's that distinction. It's that weight that we carry because of the discipline. So even if we're doing something for a brief moment, it has an impact. It has a lasting impact. Glory to God. So somebody say, I will operate in the laws of a disciplined soul. Go ahead. What are they? Look at them again. I'm going to just pause. What are they? Give me one. Give me one. Give me one. Put one in the chat that really just kind of spoke to you. I know there's others, but put one in the chat that was like, oh, man, I know. Uh, that, that one, that was that a mark for me, a disciplined soul, a disciplined soul. Go ahead. Take a moment. Take a moment. I will go back and see, and then I can just be in agreement. It's like, Lord, yep, thank you for that. Oh, what are they again? Let me just share them again. Okay. Number one, first law, a disciplined soul must receive discipleship. In other words, it's like, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the teachers, for the right people to connect with. I know you have me as your pastor, but there could be other areas as well. Certain people can have, you know, teachers for business specifically or for uh, a certain career path or whatever the case may be. Yeah. These are people that you can be, quote unquote, discipled from, too. So uh, that's fine in those other areas as well. Right. So we got we got to have that. A discipled soul, a disciplined soul must receive discipleship. That's one. Number two, a disciplined soul must be dialed into discipline, meaning that we stay on it. We grow into it. Number three, a disciplined soul requires repetition. Uh, That could be a good one for for some. Some people might be like, well, man, I'm on it for like a week. I'm on it for like a month, but I kind of lose it. Uh, But there's grace for that, to get on it. Amen? Number four, a disciplined soul must become a preset. Meaning something has to be pressed long into you. And that's kind of connected, not kind of, but it is connected to number three, what you do daily. Number five, a disciplined soul must keep the preset. So if you've ran well for one season, uh, don't trip up and don't get out of the lane. Yeah, don't trip up. Don't get out of the lane. If you stumble, get back up. Get back on it. Get back in his presence. Get back on the daily thing. Remember, discipline begins on day one. Get back on it again. Glory to God. So, Father, we bless you. We thank you uh, for your presence tonight. And Holy Spirit, I thank you for Uh, that which is already on the inside of them, uh, that your voice will begin to minister and just begin to say, hey, remember, discipline your soul. Holy Spirit, that you'll just begin to show and highlight, hey, discipline your soul. I want want you more disciplined in this area, or I'm going to guide you in the discipline of this area, or I'm going to provide for you so that way you can actually receive And Learn of the disciplines in this area some requires education or learning or classes or courses. Guess what the Lord will provide When you dial in and when you listen to faith, it's like Lord I it's like I have a certainty about this I have a peace about this and God will begin to line things up according to that because it's actually already preset in his purpose So what he's preset in his purpose. That's what we want to become a preset in our own lives Hallelujah. Yep, Lord. So I thank you for just providing for that in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for causing a distinction for us as disciplined ones that people will begin to say. It's like, man, you know, I've I've seen other Christians, but something about you is different. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of people that call themselves Christians and and name the name of Jesus. But there's going to be a distinguishing mark. Because of our discipline and being in your presence, God, and loving it and enjoying it. It's not a chore. It's not a task. Not that it's all easy, but it's not. We're not toiling in it, God. God, so we just bless you for it. And I thank you. uh, Lord, that you that you give us the discipline. To be disciplined. (laughs) Yeah, the Lord disciplines those he loves, right? That discipline is correction. So if we get off course of discipline, Lord, you definitely have permission to get us back on course so that way we can operate in these, in these laws, God, and, and have the authority that you have us, that you've given us to be able to make disciples of nations, Lord. So we just bless you for the word. I thank you, God, that it's imprinting will uh, be something that we continue to just have in our meditation, Lord, and that you uh, continue to. Uh, bring about the distinctions of the disciplines that you have for us even in our individual destinies that way we come together um, and it's just explosive and just so impactful and in and my god holy spirit that you just move because of the the order and and us being an army of one of disciplined ones (laughs) an army of one of, of disciplined ones an army of one of disciplined ones In the name of Jesus, we love you for it. Hallelujah. Yeah, come on, soldiers. Come on, ambassadors. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, amen. Somebody say, I receive. I receive the discipline. I receive the training.